Hello, everyone, and welcome to Part-Time Nerds, Full-Time Dads. I'm Mike Laidman. And I'm Chris Blonsky. And we're two dads who also happen to be nerds. We certainly aren't experts, but we are open to sharing our experiences with other nerdy dads out there in the interest of keeping our kids alive. Chris, I gotta say, uh-huh. you're in a brand new environment. It is, you look spectacular. And I feel spectacular, Mike. I'm glad yes. that you noticed. I have that glow to me now. Yes, and if I really wanted, I could have a little cowboy hat that floats around my head and other various <laughs> webcam features if I felt like turning it on. <laughs> right. But, but yes, no, I have moved up from the lonely, lonely basement all the way up to my office where my big boy computer is and all my proper stuff. So I plopped down a little bit of money, got myself a proper USB input audio thinger. I don't know what they're actually called, but now I'm talking in, in good quality audio. Well, that's as, good. As you can all tell. Do you, can you tell the difference, Mike? It sounds like the last week's episode, I got to oh, say. Well, I mean, okay. it's hard to tell because not, if you recall, we stitched the, the audio together. I'm listening to your amazing over Skype audio. And, right. And, and once I hear your final audio, it's usually a much nicer and much crisper because that's how that's how we maintain the illusion that we're sitting in the same room, even though that's we're talking right. over Skype. Is I stitch together two conversations. Well, Do we really maintain that illusion? Since we, I think we bring up the fact that we record on Skype at least every other episode. Maybe. Maybe, but yeah. maybe not. I don't know. I don't know. Well, I eventually do, we'll have to do like a YouTube version of this. I, yeah, well, we just have our talking heads on Yeah, on talking heads, a couple other. little animated graphics. Yeah. Corrections cul-de-sac. It's like this little like car drives in a circle or something. <laughs> <laughs> we know a guy who's really good at graphics. He could probably yeah. do. You know what? You know, the thing that excites me the most is, is that every time you laugh, your entire video feed does not shake anymore, which is nice. I know, right? Because soon, soon I'll get like some proper like backlighting and stuff. Oh, it'll be fantastic. Get yourself a nice camera, a nice expensive camera. Well, I have a good camera. Well, what camera okay. do you have? I think I have the same one you guys have. I have the Logitech uh, 922. Oh, the fancy one that streamers it, use. It is like the streamer camera of choice. Yes. That's yes, that's the fancy one that we have as well. So yeah, I You're, just recently upgraded my other one that was like a four by three. <laughs> oh yeah, 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 classic yeah. and nice. And I also say that my new favorite part of your brand new setup is the framed photo of your dog on the wall behind you. Oh well. I can I can get rid of that if you want to turn on that blurred background again, Mike. No, we don't need that. We can leave that photo. I mean, I, in my background, you have a nice framed photo of Metal Gear Ray to look That's at. That's true. But That's true. your background is a nice photo of your dog, well, your see, model now, dog. Now we need to ask the listeners, back. would they want to become viewers? Because they could also see all these things. And your setup doesn't look terrible now. That's right. Yeah. I don't have like a guitar growing out of the top of my head anymore. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Why? Well, hey, once those Patreon numbers get up. Oh, wait. We don't have a Patreon. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. That is true. Maybe one day. Stretch goals. Stretch goals. Yeah. Uh, absolutely. But anyway, uh, besides your new location, how are you doing, sir? I'm doing well. I'm a little tired, Mike. It has been a long weekend. I'm not Chris. shocked. Not sure. Yeah, we, we had our most pretentious, I don't know what you call it, street party of the year, Hamill Stroll, where it's uh, everybody has a lot of wine and says things about the wine, which I don't really fully understand because I don't really drink all that much wine. So I would say this probably about 80% of my annual wine intake takes place on this one evening on the street. So, so wait, is this like an official 
city sanctioned no, event? Oh, no, no, no. This is an official street event that so we you're, just sort of started doing. That you just started? Where you and yeah, your neighbors are like, let's just stand in a street and drink. Pretty much. Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> we we go house to house. So here's here's how it works. We go so house to house. So it's like trick-or-treating with wine. Yes. <laughs> And then you go to the house and they give you a special food that goes very well with the wine that they have selected, Mike. Oh, of course. You have to pair it. That's right. Exactly. You have to pair it. Then you eat said food. And then when you're satisfied, you move on to the next house and do it again. (laughs) Now, now who opts for treat? What's that? Who opts for tricks over treat? Oh, no one. Oh, no one. The the real trick is just bringing the extra wine with you to the following house. So you can start stacking it, right? Of course, of course. And what were you dressed as? I was dressed as a Blue Jays fan because I had my Blue Jays shirt on. (laughs) I see you were trying very hard. Yeah, oh yeah, real hard. Like first year of high school Halloween costume. Uh, Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you don't want to seem like you're too into it. Yeah. But you kind of want to throw a little bit at them. You know, yeah, you so. want that candy or that wine in this case, so you yeah, still go out yeah. and with the pillowcase full of wine. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> <laughs> you, you really you really painted this. It's perfect. It's yeah, perfect. I like, exactly I like the analogy. Like. I like the and analogy. Then, and then obviously, Mike, the big event was SummerSlam 2019 yesterday in Toronto. Of course. Now, do you want to, it was fantastic. Say, do you want to get into that now? Yeah, or you, let's just let's just get into it, and we'll get into other stuff afterwards. Yeah, forget those babies. Yeah, you, you know what? We've we've the, done a lot of baby stuff the last couple of days or last couple episodes, so it's time to mix it up a little bit. Let's talk yeah. about greased up strong men, oily men hitting mm-hmm. each other over steel chairs, exactly, and sometimes exactly. ham bones. So, did you watch on the television, Mike? I did. We missed the pre-show stuff because i mean it's the pre-show stuff yeah you didn't miss anything let me tell you from what i heard what i missed was edge come out say absolutely nothing in spirit dude yep and and alexa bliss dressed like buzz lightyear that's also something that happened yes yeah and if anything else happened i don't know there was a cruiserweight match as well and then rowan came out and stopped that because of the whole roman reigns conspiracy storyline they've got going on now right yeah you know, or like, somebody's trying to like kill him or something along those lines yeah somebody should call the police instead of just letting him try to investigate it himself <laughs> but, <laughs> you would think so in a yeah. company that apparently has nine thousand security people available at any given time they're very yes. bad <laughs> at, at keeping at security. tracking this down that's right yeah definitely so yeah so we did actually watch we did watch SummerSlam itself okay what was your what was the match of the night for you Ooh, good question. I would say the most talked about match of the evening by far was The Fiend Bray Wyatt versus Finn Balor. Oh, that was amazing. That entrance. Oh, my God. Okay. So here's the thing. Let's paint a, let's paint a picture using some words. Sure. Bray Wyatt, for anyone who doesn't know, anybody who's not a wrestling fan or is just not really paying attention to what's been going on, Bray Wyatt was this voodoo dude who like he wasn't actually voodoo but he was like this you know cajun southern spooky yeah, sort of dude backwoods guy yeah. yeah and and he was like always billed as like i'm the scary guy but nothing really ever came of it he always lost his matches you know like they built him up to be this big threat and then he never delivered and then he disappeared for a while and then he came back and he came back as mr rogers 
and everybody loves it. He's just like, hey, everybody, everything's great. Everything's fun and everything's fantastic. Also, I still have a dark side. And when he comes out, he wears the severed face of another person. <laughs> so, <laughs> yes, that, that nails it down pretty good. Yeah. So so he wears the, the severed face of another person and he comes out. This is his first match back since he's become this the fiend, which is the severed face wearing guy. And... <laughs> We had friends over okay. and, and they arrived like they were like, we're going to, we're, we have like an aunt coming over at seven and then we'll pop over after we don't expect she'll be here very long. Well, it turned out the aunt was over here a little bit longer than, than they ex- anticipated. So they, they ended up coming over later and they arrived as that match started. Oh, damn. so during the entrance. So. <laughs> I I we I bring them downstairs and then I press play on the PVR because I'd paused the live television when they arrived and immediately out of the darkness walks a man carrying his own face as a lantern <laughs> that that was amazing it, the the crowd reaction Mike being there in person was fantastic the number of people in the audience were like oh my fucking god like what the f- is that like it was a it was so good i can imagine i can imagine so i then had to explain (laughs) to to my friends who don't normally watch like they know wrestling and they like wrestling but they don't follow it so i had to explain who bray wyatt was and then his mr rogers transformation and the fact that that weird kooky looking lantern thing was the severed head of his old self yeah which was just like Oh, okay. <laughs> but this is WWE has done a fantastic job with this whole, you know, the the Mr. Rogers Bray Wyatt fiend thing. Yes. Cuz usually with with Bray Wyatt, I was a huge fan of him back when he was, you know, Backroads Louisiana Bray Wyatt. Mm-hmm. And he always kind of was like the final boss of a particularly easy video game. You know, they <laughs> trot him out as like this unstoppable monster and then the good guy would win. Every single time. Right. And it became to the point where, you know, yeah, of course he's going to lose because he always loses, right? Mm-hmm. But when they came back with the Firefly Funhouse thing and then they just slowly sort of drip feeding you a little bit more of like the insane stuff. Yeah. Man, it, they have done a fantastic job. I'm, I'm curious to see where they take it from here. Is he going to appear weekly on Raw and SmackDown or are they going to sort of save him for, you know, pay-per-views and special events? I don't know. Like, it took a while bef- with the vignettes and everything before he finally showed up. Yeah. And and I do like that they started him off with Finn Balor, because now you know that they're going to do a rematch down the line at some point that's going to be the Fiend versus the Demon oh, Finn Oh, 100%. 100%. And it won't be right away, though, because from what I've heard, Finn has asked for some time off. Oh, okay. So he'll. I, that was probably going to be the last we see of Finn for a while, which is fine. I mean... It's not like they were really doing anything with it. Yeah, anyway, so. I, I just hope they don't overdo it. That's that's my biggest concern is I feel like this is a gimmick that could get tiresome after a while. Mm-hmm. But can we talk about that finisher for yes. a second? That mandible claw. Well, the mandible claw, I guess the one before it, the basically I'm going to break your neck. Oh, uh, yes. The move. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I do not understand how that one made it by the WWE wrestling censors. Yes, because yeah. you know you remember Seth Rollins and um, the curb stomp and the curb stomp, and that was his go-to thing for years. And then one day out of the blue, he wasn't allowed to do it anymore, and it was because I guess 
Vince McMahon figured out what Google was and Googled curb stomp and was like, yeah. oh, this is this is kind of gruesome. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but <laughs> somehow literally taking someone's neck and like twisting it as if you were snapping their neck, totally fine. Yeah, that's, that's, that's okay. completely that's acceptable. Okay. Yeah. Everybody freaked out when that happened. I heard yeah. that crowd reaction. That was amazing. Yeah. But yeah, the Mandible Claw making its triumphant return, that's, uh, that's pretty cool. I liked that he did it to Mankind first, like he did it to Mick Foley on Raw a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Because it was like he was stealing it from him almost. Yeah. You know? well, it, this The Fiend almost feels like the evolution of Mankind, mm-hmm. in, in my opinion. You know, Mankind was like the PG version, and The Fiend is like the R-rated version, you know, much darker, much more. It's, it's the Batman Begins to the Batman Forever I see. sort of franchise, I see. right? Yeah. Makes sense. Makes sense. <laughs> What you were there? What was the biggest crowd reaction? Just the fiend, or other something else? Ooh, that's tough. I would say fiend was a huge reaction. The Goldberg Ziggler squash got big reactions too. Yeah, um, but probably Brock Lesnar versus Seth Rollins. I, I think that one was still by far the most popular. Mm-hmm. Natalia versus um, well, Becky. No, not Becky. Oh, sorry, not not Natalia. Charlotte versus what's Trish? Face? Trish. Yeah, that had a lot of strong reactions too. But I think it was definitely Seth versus Brock. You know what though? I feel like Charlotte versus Trish took its time getting going. Like that crowd for the maybe the first half of the match was dead. Well, like, it was uh, it, it was a very slow start. That's yeah. For sure. And then once it started getting going, like everybody went crazy. But yeah. At the beginning, I'm just like, the, people are getting thrown out of the ring, and there's no reaction, and it's just like, well, uh, anyway, I don't know if you kind of felt the same way, but I was watching it, and it felt like Charlotte was wrestling herself, <laughs> you know, really, because okay. you know Trish hasn't been a full time wrestler for what ten years or something. You know, you, you would know thirteen years, thirteen, 13. years. So I, I don't know. It just felt like Charlotte was really carrying the match. And, you know, by the end of it, it was a fantastic match. You know, bravo to both of them. And hey, bravo to her for coming back. You know, because mm. she's, I don't want you to say she's old. I think she's 43. But in wrestling age, that's, you know, yeah. getting up there. That's she's retired. Sure. Like, yeah, she's retired, not an active person. Yeah. But, yeah, it was a good match. And the crowd was definitely behind her towards the end. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it was a good match. I yeah. I quite enjoyed it. I'm but it was, think, it was loud in there, man. Holy cow. <laughs> oh, I bet. I bet. Now, you. this is the second of the big four wrestling pay-per-views you've been to. You've been to Survivor Series, and now you've been to SummerSlam. Would you say that SummerSlam was better, or did you like Survivor Series Ooh, better? I, I think SummerSlam was better. And for no real particular reason, I, I just think the, the match, like the card was much better. And it mm-hmm. feels like there's more stuff on the line, whereas Survivor Series is kind of a gimmick pay-per-view in a sense right right you know they sort of shoehorn in the raw versus smackdown stuff you know which has no bearing on anything in the future whereas all the results of these uh these matches you know lead to something else mm-hmm. i gotta say the only thing i i kind of ruined a little bit for myself but i kept hoping hoping that sasha banks would come back oh yeah yeah but sadly it did not happen i know she's blonde now that's i know what she's doing there she's blonde is she i thought that was just a wig uh, might have been. I don't know. I uh, just saw the squared circle the thing. Yeah. Yeah. So, so at the end of every women's match, I'm like, oh, is she coming? Is she? Uh, no. Okay. Yeah. Can I come into Bailey Ember Moon match? No. Yeah. Uh. yeah. You know what? It was funny. We were talking about it at the actual show. The one thing I wish they would do on the live shows is pipe the commentary 
through the speakers, at least between the matches or leading up to the matches. Because yeah. you definitely feel out of the loop, for sure, compared to when you watch the show. Mm-hmm. Because I was uh, at home today. We, I took the day off because we did get home so late. And I had it running in the background. It's like, oh, I didn't even notice that this happened. I didn't even notice that this other thing happened, right? I feel like you miss out on a lot of sort of backstage stuff. It is very different. It's definitely yeah. a different kind of show when you're just there versus when you're watching it on television. Right, sure. yeah. But I mean, overall, yeah, yeah. We, we missed you there, Mike. We missed you. Tyler was asking where you were, and I was like, Mike, he has forsaken us. Yeah, well, you know. <laughs> Next babies, time. Babies, right? Next time. Next time. But yeah, no, we were we were home with uh, and watching on the on the television. Did I William did miss, uh, catch any of it? No, William was oh, William was in bed before it started. Sleeping, oh, it's too bad. Well, he's he's in bed around seven, right? Yeah. So, but I did miss some of the show. Like I was there watching the show, but okay. I was not paying attention to the show. And I'll tell you a little bit more about that later. But in the meantime, let's talk about those babies. How are those yeah. babies doing? Ben is doing well. He's working on his walking more. So he is now walked up to like, you know, 10 or 12 steps. He's doing pretty well there. And he's starting to realize he can walk to his toys now. Mm -hmm. So he will, you know, turn away from you and take a few steps towards his tractors or his cars before he falls over. But it's kind of nice that he's, you know, taking a shot at it anyway. That's good. Yeah. But other than that, he hasn't done anything else super new. He was kissing his nighttime book tonight on every page i don't know (laughs) what what okay what is the nighttime book first of all uh we are big fans of well i'll say we but also ben of sandra boyton books okay yeah i think i know who that is sure you've probably got it she's a pretty popular author or whatever but the the two we read are but not the armadillo and the bedtime book Mm -hmm. or going to bed book sorry the going to bed book so we'll read a bunch of other stories leading up to that but those are the always the two that always close out the show of course of course you play the hits on the encore right yeah exactly exactly so that's uh that's our routine is grease grease them up put them in his you know pjs and uh, read the stories but what's William been doing? Has he... Oh, I, th- I thought you were going to tell me more about him kissing the book. Oh, well, I mean, there's not much more to tell. <laughs> Basically, we'd turn the page, read the thing, and he would grab the book, bring it to his face, and go, nom, nom, nom. So it's like he's like licking slash kissing slash eating the book. Sounds yeah, it, ridiculous. It's weird. It's yeah. weird. Yeah. Yeah. It is weird. It's very uh, weird. I don't know. I don't know how to segue out of this part. So I'm going to just need you to just pipe in with some. Well, William, William, here. William, he's been reading some books when we go to bed himself. He just reads the books. No. Oh, I, wow. What a no. step up. <laughs> no, no, no. We read the books to him. He's actually starting to get really good at pulling himself up. Like he's not fantastic at it, but he's getting but he can there. He can pull himself up to his feet now. Or Not, he's working. He's working. He's on working it. on it. Okay. Like he can get, he can get a good grip and then kind of pull himself to his knees mostly, and he, oh. he just quite, can't quite get to the can't quite get to the feet. Uh, it's close. I'm sure this time next week he'll be there. Oh my god! So the crawling because now that he's crawling, oh my god! I wish he stopped crawling. Like <laughs> <laughs> I so told you, Mike. He is like you put him in a room and you sit him down in the center of the room. And all around him are toys. And in one corner of the room is the shoes that he doesn't, he's not allowed to have. And then the other corner of the room are the cat toys that he's not allowed to have. 
and he always just goes straight for the thing that he's not allowed to have. Yeah. Like, you, you pick him up, and you put him right back in the center, and he goes right off to the next one. He's, that he's got not that mobility now, man. He's, he plays by his own rules. Yeah, he's ridiculous. Laura showed me a video, <laughs> not a video, but she sent me a snap of a cat dish knocked over with all of its contents on the floor. And she's like, yeah, he just booked it across the room and knocked this over. Like, just f- because he wanted the cat food, y- yeah. you know? Well, that, that so. is a common occurrence at our house. When we feed the dog and the cat, y- you basically have to pick him up. Or you have to feed him at the same time. Because he will just race over there and, you know, stick his hands in and push them off out of the way. And he's just a bully when it comes to those animals. He doesn't try to... He doesn't try to eat the food while they're eating it, but once it's over, he's like fair game and goes for it. Oh, okay, all yeah. right. And and I wouldn't say he's a bully when it comes to the animals, but he's uh, trying to be friendly, and he's not trying hard enough. I'll say <laughs> fair enough. Today, oh my god, today Dante likes to sleep in William's bouncy bed, right? Even though he's not supposed to. And I don't know if we've just gotten lazy with it, but he, we just left him in there. So, because we've, in the past, kick him out every time he gets in there. Because it's like, that's not yours. That's for the baby. Right. So, we left him in there. And William crawls over. Because that's the thing. Like, he doesn't want to be in the bouncy chair. But he wants to crawl over and use it to climb. Like, that's, that's he likes the chair so that it, he can pick himself up with it. That's it. He doesn't right. want to actually sit in the chair or anything like that. So Dante's sitting in the chair using it as a bed and William climbs over and he's reaching over and he's actually like petting him kind of like just kind of like pawing at him. All right. Like he's not grabbing or pulling or anything like that. He's just just sort of touching him and we're like, wow, he's doing a really great job. And then he reaches over and just grabs a handful of whisker and starts tugging. We're like, (laughs) no, 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 no. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Poor poor Banjo has PTSD from being grabbed one too many times. If Ben I'm, goes near him, he gets up and leaves. I'm not surprised. Dante yeah. is still in the sense of like, I want attention. So he'll sit there and take whatever William is doing to him because right. it knows that we're close to the baby and that means he's close to us. He might get a, an inadvertent pat on the back. Yeah. 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 He's like, I'll take a, a grab and pull on my fur if you'll touch me and pay attention to me. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that's so sad. Yeah, these these poor animals—they're they're just not used to having uh, attention split across them. No, they're not. They're used to being the center of attention. And yeah. and the funny thing is too now is once we let like put William back into his own room, Laura was like, "It'll be nice because we can have the cats sleep in the bedroom with us again, and the cats will be happy because they can sleep in the bedroom again." <laughs> The first night we slept, the cats kept us up all night, and they haven't been in the room since. <laughs> so it's just like, nope, they're done. A one and done opportunity. Well, that's too bad. Yeah. They so should they, have known better. Yeah. Well, now they do know better. So, <laughs> yeah. They ruined it for themselves after they got let back in. Yeah. No kidding. Yeah. So, but that's that's kind of what's been, been going on here. But before we get going too far, I know, let's talk about some other stuff that might be going on in the world around us when we talk about some corrections on the corrections cul-de-sac. Yes, I actually have some corrections this time, Mike. Usually it's Laura who provides the corrections. This time it's Tiff who has provided some. No fancy. Um, they are all very minor. So, you know, don't take any personal offense to any of this stuff. 
Okay, so even take though none, all... Even though none of it was from you, it was all from me, but... Okay, you know. but I'll still be personally offended. Yeah, absolutely. If if you wouldn't mind. You know, solidarity, right, as a team. Yep. We had talked about the night market thing. Uh, yes. She would like you to know, Mike, that we were talking about going on the Friday, and on the Friday it didn't open until 6 p.m. Oh. So she was aware that on the weekend it was open the whole time, but on the Friday she knew that it didn't open until later. I'm going to interject. Oh. I'm going to interject here. Okay. That I don't know if that's necessarily true right away because oh, no. I, I am going to I'm going to preface this with right away. Okay. Because originally I was told that Tiff was asking if we wanted to go with you guys at like 5. Yeah, something Friday. like that, yeah. Yeah, but I mean, again, later she could have figured out that it was at six, but I was told that we were trying to put together something for like four o'clock, five o'clock. Oh. So therefore, therefore, I'm going to call on the, you, I know you have, you have this unique ability, Mike, that you can correct my wife without consequence. So <laughs> <laughs> you say that, but yeah. I'm going to get a talking to from my You'll wife. You'll get the third degree consequence. Yeah. yeah okay, it'll come gotcha. back around. Okay, moving on. We talked about going to the that park, LaSalle Park in Burlington. Yes. It was Joseph Brandt Day. That is what the celebration was. Ah. Yes. So I did not bother looking up who Joseph Brandt was because I felt it was unimportant. But that was the day we were <laughs> celebrating. Uh, and then lastly, here's a good tip for you. We were talking about the buttercream icing. Yes. Um, Right near your house, and particularly where Tiff works, there is a, I don't want to say bakery, but like a, an establishment. It's called Crumbled. And okay. what it is, is it's cake and buttercream all like mixed in together. Really? So it's it's literally like they bake a cake, they kind of like break it up into little pieces, and they intermix it with buttercream icing. And then mm-hmm. you can add stuff like Oreo crumble and, and whatever you want to it. So if you want your buttercream fix, Mike, that is where you can go. Okay, perhaps it's called, I will crumble. Yeah, tomorrow I'm off work, so I might go. Oh, well, there you go. Nice, and this. then we can do a review because I've had it before. So, oh, they we're gonna do a review. <laughs> hey, everybody! <laughs> Only people yeah. within the vicinity of where we do the podcast. Well, this will be absolutely, but maybe you know sponsorship or something. You know, uh, yeah, yeah, free free crumble for life, Mike. <laughs> yeah, that's what we need. Yeah, that's what we definitely need is free cake for yeah. life. You just that, shoot all that weight I lost right in the face. Yeah. So okay, here's here's a question. I'm done all my corrections. Yes. If you are given cake with icing, mm-hmm. is the cake a delivery service for the icing, or is the icing just a nice addition to the delicious cake? The whole package is what I want. I want the cake. You, I want the so, icing. Yeah. So if, for you, it's an all. It's it's, it's an the all whole in one. thing. Okay. Yes. For me, for me, I I like cake, but it's the icing, man. That's that's what I'm really in it for. I see. Give I me see. that corner piece all day. <laughs> <laughs> what was the What was your second correction? The Joseph Brandt day. Right. I was going to say. Do you want to know who Joseph? Brandt oh, was? I would love to know, Mike. Joseph Brandt was. A Native American. And that's all I can remember about <laughs> Joseph Brandt. <laughs> I did a project on Joseph Brandt. I'm not even kidding. Oh, I did, did a project really? on Joseph Brandt in 
in college, actually. So it's not even like this is something from high school that I can't remember. This is something from even sooner that I can't remember. Damn. What but class we, did you take that you needed to do like a history project? We did when I was in comic design, we did a project where they had we had to take a local like not a local celebrity, but a local person of interest. Yeah. Like historical figure. And I remember that I was like, well, I want to do Wayne Gretzky. And somebody was like, that guy has Wayne Gretzky. (laughs) So (laughs) they, they assigned us Joseph Brandt and I'm like, okay, well we're doing Joseph Brandt. And we did this whole thing on Joseph Brandt and like his historical like importance and everything. And I can't remember it at all. I can't. <laughs> well, clearly, yeah. I remember that he was a Native American. Yeah. And I remember and he that existed at one point. There's a hospital named after him in Burlington. And a street. Yes, that as well. Yep, yep. But yeah, like, this is what I remember from that project. <laughs> I'm, I'm really glad that we circled back around. To this, this is one. important. This is important to know. Uh, the reason that I, 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 I remember this project is that... <laughs> This is petty, but I remember this and I'll never forget. Okay. Is that it was an art project and there was several of us doing it and each one of us had different jobs to do. Right. And my job was I was to pencil the work and then someone else was to ink my work. Right. And that is the first time that's ever happened. No one has ever inked my work before. I ink my own work. So somebody inked my art for the very first time. And they used a Sharpie. Is that uh, just a horrible thing to do? So think of this. Think of like I drew, you know, very thin, very precise lines. And then somebody used a magic marker to uh, draw, okay. uh, uh, draw what I did. All right. I, I can yes. see why you'd be offended. About yes. That. I was not only displeased, I was angry. And, <laughs> and, but I, of course, I couldn't do anything about it. I mean, what, what am I, I couldn't redraw, I could have redrawn it, I guess. But anyway, and also on top of that, there was a scene, and it was said, said right in the script, because somebody else had to write the script. It said, Joseph Brandt sits on his porch, his front porch of his cottage, right, and thinks about his life. So I drew him. Staring off onto his front porch, and then the inks come back, and he's in his basement in the darkness. And I'm like, "What? What the hell? Like, I I drew like a forest. Like, yeah, that, that's uh, that's completely different, right there. Yeah, <laughs> like, and now he's in like a black room in the basement with like light coming in, and it was like, number one, the script says where he is. Number two, I didn't draw a basement." like what happened here you think they screwed up and they're like oh now he's it's nighttime now he's in this dark room (laughs) he's become very emotional he just drew all over it with a sharpie fixing his mistakes maybe maybe i I am as sorry that i brought it up that i I have reopened these deep emotional scars that's the important thing to note right is like you actually want to know real historical facts about joseph brandt well, I can't Google them fast enough, but I am trying. <laughs> Here we go. Joseph Brandt was a Mohawk military political leader based in present-day New York who was closely associated with Great Britain during and after the American Revolution. So there you go. Oh, perfect. Perfect. I remember drawing pictures of American and British soldiers as well. He also has a, a you know, a native name that I'm just I'm not going to... No, yeah, it, it's best just to leave it. Because I I everyone will be mad at me for what I have done. So... Uh, all right. Yeah. 
Well, so that so, that pretty much does it for the corrections then. Mike. Corrections, yes. But we did have a letter last week that we did not read. So well, I am going to get at it then. I'm going to read it now because I said last week I would read it. Okay. So hey there, Mike and Chris. Mike, you did tell the PlayStation Classic HDMI story at least twice, if not three times. I repeat myself a lot, but even if I would not have done that within the span of two podcast episodes. Fun fact, Chris discovered this afterwards during the same episode where we talked about me repeating the PlayStation Classic story. I told a short story about being sherpered through Fortnite by a 10-year-old. I had also already told that story <laughs> right. on the that podcast was also as a well. Repeat. But you know what? The, the best part of the whole episode, Mike, was like eight minutes into it. You're like, my memory is just complete shit. <laughs> and then you proved that fact. I proved you're right twice. Yeah. Twice in the same episode. Yeah. Back to the letter. My memory these days might be just as bad, if not worse than yours. We all do that, though, I think maybe not as bad as you and I, but uh, my lovely wife, Karen, will go do something, and before she can get to doing that task, she'll forget what it was and what she was going to do. It's the same with whatever I might want to say. I will start saying it. A random other thought will enter my brain-damaged head, and I'll forget my original post, and I'll have no idea why this happens. See, that's like me. And I was all like, I'll tell you who Joseph Brandt is, and then I completely forgot who Joseph Brandt was. (laughs) (laughs) For the love of all things Star Wars, Chris, do not let Ben turn into Darth Vader or even worse, Kylo. Seriously, you're all a better parents than that. I think that has to do with the fact that your son is a murderer. Well, he's actually lost interest in his hammer recently. Oh, good. So we might be moving in the right direction. Excellent, excellent. So I can scrap the the signs that Ben is becoming a serial killer list. Yeah, I think so. Okay, well. For now. I'll keep it. Maybe just put it in the the, the bottom drawer for the time being. Maybe that's what he wants us to think, is that he were, you know. Lulling you into a false sense of security? Yeah, and then when you're not looking. He's got to be the world's smartest 10-month-old then. (laughs) (laughs) When you're not looking, that claw hammer is going to come back out. (laughs) Yeah. Anyway, loving the episodes, as always. Excellent work. And this was from uh, Mike, you know, the other Mike, the one that I did the podcast with, Mike Blanchard, that Mike, for everybody who's keeping track at home. So that's that letter. There you go. Perfect. Excellently read, Mike. Promise delivered. It was in an odd shape because it was in the Skype chat and I wasn't reading the letter as a like it was kind of like squished in the side. Oh, okay. I, yes, I was I having difficulty mean. reading it there. So that was. But you pulled I, through. You went through I that did. hardship. I persevered. Just like I, I'm sure Joseph Brandt went through many hardships <laughs> in his life. You, too, also pulled through. Yes. With some you guys are basically the same person. That's what I've discovered. That I'm okay. Well, let's name some hospitals after me. <laughs> I will. I will. Fun fact: William stayed in Joseph Brandt Hospital while he was in his Nikki oh, phase. There you go. So there you go. That's, I think that's circle track of life. life. Is it? I I feel like maybe. Right. Let's just say yes. Okay, it right. is. Perfect. It's, Perfect. That's exactly what it is. But hey, circling back to something that we were talking about earlier, I mentioned that I missed part of the SummerSlam show. I missed the AJ Styles versus Ricochet match. Ooh. I was only half paying attention. That was a good match, though. I've heard, but I was half paying attention. And I missed the Ember Moon. I almost, th- I, for some reason, I thought Ember Moon was going to fight Asuka. 
and then out came Bailey, and I'm like, oh, right. I'm really <laughs> that's not, not Oscar. Yeah. Yeah, that's not Oscar. I forgot. Anyway, uh, I missed most of that match as well. Like, I saw that Bailey won, but I don't remember anything that happened in the match. And that is because I was setting up my brand new Nintendo Switch. Ooh. Actually, I shouldn't say brand new Nintendo new, Switch. New to you. It's new, it's to, new you, to me. It is new to me. Basically, do you remember back in the day when I bought my new phone and uh, one of my coworkers was like, I'm going to upgrade to a new phone. I'll sell you this one for super cheap. Yes, it, I do remember that. The exact same thing. Same guy bought nice. a new. He was like, I'm going to get the new switch because there's a newer switch that has better battery life by like an hour or something oh, like okay, that. Okay, Sure. So he he's like. I use it in handheld mode a lot, so I need the the better battery. And I'm like, okay. And he went out and he bought himself a brand new Switch. And then he sold me a Switch for very cheap. <laughs> very well cheap. Well under MSRP. Yes. Well, I, I, he left because he brought it over. It was interesting what he did was he he gave me the the – because he bought the new Switch. He opened it up. He took the Switch out. And just dropped it into the dock that he already had set up because he's right, like, I'm not, right. I'm not undoing all of this crap. So he left me the new dock, the new controller holder, the new cords. And so I basically, with the exception of the fact that my, the switch itself and the Joy Cons aren't new, half of everything that was in the box was new, mm-hmm. and and he reset everything to factory, so it was. Basically, like it was brand new, with the exception of the fact that it's been gently used, sure, so, yeah. so to speak. So he, I, I got this thing. I, I, I saw how much he paid for it, and then I, I how much he charged me for it, and I'm like, right. I, f- I feel like I'm stealing from you. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know what? If it works out well, then go for it. Right? It it so, works. So have out you well. have you played it much? Well, I got it yesterday. I yesterday, played a little okay. bit of Mario Kart. Like, just to make sure that it was working. Sure. Like, you know, because that, that was the thing. We picked up Mario Kart. That's the one thing I forgot about buying Nintendo games, because I haven't owned a Nintendo console since the Wii, okay. that you have to pay the Nintendo tax on Nintendo games, where uh, the Nintendo tax, for those who don't know, is Nintendo games never go on sale ever. Right. They come out. And so what, six years later, they're the same price they were. What is what out. is the price of like a AAA Nintendo game? Eighty dollars. Eighty dollars. Eighty dollars. So Mario Kart Eight, which is a port of the Wii U version, yeah, of of Mario I was Kart. Say, I have Mario Kart Eight on the Wii U. Yeah. Yeah. What year did you buy that? Oh, I don't know. Five years ago. Yeah. Eighty dollars. Nice. Eighty dollars nice. for that game. And even here, it's like three years old. Even on the Switch, it's like three years old. Still right. $80. And even like other games too, because I was like, well, there's got to be some third-party games that I can probably snag for super cheap. No, all still $80. Damn, that's like, crazy. You know, well, you know what I thought? I was like, you know what I might I might snag because it would probably be cheap and it'd be a lot of fun to play was Doom 2016. Doom 2016 is is on the Wii and or not the Wii? It's on the Switch, but it's not like sixty frames a second. It's like thirty frames a second. Right? Yeah. Graphics cut back a little good. bit. Yeah. But it's still the same game, and I love that game, and it was super fun. And I'm like, 
That would be super fun to play on the go. I wonder how much $80. <laughs> so needless <laughs> to say, you do not own Doom. <laughs> no, currently, currently I only own Mario Kart for the Switch. Yeah. And so I, we played a little, I played a little bit during SummerSlam to make sure it worked. And then I played a little bit in bed last night before I went to bed because, you know, it's portable. Right. That's I can the do idea. That. So yeah, it was great. My wife turned it into a Pokemon machine immediately. Right. I think that was her ulterior motive for being like, you should get it. That's a really good price is because there's two Doom Pokemon games coming out in the fall. Oh, okay. So, all right, all right. Do you, yeah. for, do you foresee mostly using this as a portable device or do you suspect you'll use it in the dock mode? I'll use it in the dock mode, probably more multiplayer in the dock mode. Right, okay. But I'll probably use it more like, I, I find that if I'm going to be using it more, I will be using it more portably. Right, because I'll okay. be using it on the bus or I'll be using it in bed before bed or or something like that. Or like when right. we're watching a reality show that I'm really not super invested in at the moment that I'll be like, but I could be Mario Karting at the same time. You know? <laughs> yes, that that kind of thing. Right. Oh, so very cool. Well, you, yeah. you're going to have to uh, play it for a little bit and then give us a little bit of a review because there's been a console I've been very interested in. Mm. But up until this point, I just. I don't play enough to justify spending, you know, $300 or whatever it is brand new. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, it's $399. $399. Does that come with a game? It must come with a game. No. No. Does not come with a game. Oh, be still my heart. I mean, if you only wanted to play it portably, there's the me, the me, the Nintendo Switch Lite that's coming out in September, I think. And that's 260 it's still expensive. It is still expensive. And I actually was waiting for the Switch Mini. Like, I was lit, like, uh, one of my coworkers, the guy who sold it to me, yeah. was like, You need to buy a Switch, man. You're going to love, you, you love the Switch. Like, he and I talk video games all the time. And he's like, I don't know why you still have a Vita. You should play the Switch. You don't need a Vita. And I'm like, But I really like my Vita. I still play it like every day. And he's like, No, man, you don't need it. Get a Switch. So it's funny <laughs> that I, I bought his Switch. Yeah. But basically, I was waiting to, because there was rumors forever that the Switch Mini was coming. Switch or sorry, the Switch, Switch Lite. Lite yeah. The Switch Lite. But there was rumors for a very long time that it was coming. So I just held off. And I'm like, if it, the price is right, I'll pick it up. And then the, the day they announced it, I was like, okay, let's watch the features video. And if, if depending on what they say about it, I'll, I'll pick it up. And I'm watching the video and they're like, the Joy-Cons don't come off. That's fine. I don't care. If the Joy-Cons stay stuck to it all the time, like the controllers are just stuck on it, that's fine by me. I'm not a big fan of the Joy-Con design anyway. Like, right. Because I've, like, I've played the Switch before. The guy who brings it, who, guy who I bought it from, he would bring his to work and we would play Mario Kart and Smash Brothers at work. But I would use usually a pro controller or something like that. So if I'm playing at home... Well, it's docked. I'm going to use a pro controller. I'm not going to use the Joy-Cons. Right. So I, I wasn't too worried that the Joy-Cons were not going to be part of it. Then they were like, oh, no rumble. Okay. Unfortunate, but I've never had a handheld that had rumble before. So yeah, it's not a deal breaker. Yeah, not a deal breaker. Not a deal breaker. Then they were like, it doesn't dock and you can't use it on the TV. And that was when I was like, nope. That's when I can't. Ooh, that's I, when you were out, eh? That's when I was out because that's, I mean, number one, it's a switch because it can switch from portable to dock, like to television console. Right. When you take that out, it's not a switch anymore. It's something else entirely. But they, 
like that's the number one feature for me was that it was the portable system that I could just hop on at home. Mm-hmm. So once they said that, I'm like, well, now I'm not interested because right. like well, that's fair. Because I, I one of the things was is like I like Laura likes to play games like Mario Kart. She likes to play Mario games in co-op together, right? But if I can only play if I buy the Switch Mini, Switch Lite, sorry. It was called the Switch Mini in rumors for years. So. Right, right. But when it was the the Switch Lite, if I can't play another game, like if I only play the game by myself and not with anybody else, then there's no point in having it. Like I, for me, it's like, yay, I, I have it for me. But I wasn't, I didn't want it just for me. I wanted it for like my family. Laura made a great point as well. Like Nintendo is going to have family-friendly games that my son can play when he gets a little older, right? Right. So that's another reason why we was like, well, this is a great time to hop on the Switch. But, you know, he's not going to be able to play it himself for a while. You're going to have to be there to help him kind of a thing, and multiplayer works better for that. Okay. So as soon as the Switch Lite was like, uh, no, you doesn't work on a TV, and you can't do more than one person on it, I was out. So I'd, I'd, I'd be really curious to know what the number of hours used mobily versus docked are for the yeah. switch. I, Cause to me, it feels like it's a primarily mobile, like it, it's sort of this generation's DS, right? Mm-hmm. But I don't know. It's hard to say. Cause definitely I, I totally see where you're coming from, you know, cause they have a lot of great party games, smash brothers and Mario party and whatnot, which yeah. would obviously be way better on the television. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah, who knows? I'm, I'm sure they've got to have these numbers somewhere. Probably like yeah. I, it's funny because I have two apps. I downloaded two apps in preparation because like, uh, you know, there's like the PlayStation app that you can sure, use on yeah. your phone and you can you can go on the PlayStation store and buy games and you can talk to your friends on the PlayStation app. Do you know what the Switch app does? What? Voice chat in two games. It's it. So it's useless. <laughs> it's, it's useless. You can't do anything else. with. They've it. never heard of Discord before. I guess. Apparently they have not. Yeah. And so that's dumb but what can you do but the other thing that was really funny is there's a second app that's the parental control app okay so you can actually set like timers and stuff and be like hey this user is only allowed to play for like 45 minutes and stuff like that right okay and laura has her own account on the switch now (laughs) (laughs) so i mean so far i use the app and i can see you know how long Laura has played a game for or I have played a game for like for example I can pull up the app right now and see that today Laura had played an hour and 20 minutes of Mario Kart throughout the day at different points right so you know I can see that maybe I think that Laura's had enough so perhaps I will set a a lock on her account so she can't play I challenge you to <laughs> attempt that once and just see the shit taking that you will take later in the evening when that happens. Yeah, it'll probably be pretty bad. Yeah. Probably pretty bad. <laughs> probably so I'm just going to put this well. down yeah, and no. not, I'm not you, adding you that. You might as in. well just uninstall it, I think. Yeah. Yeah, just take the switch and, and get rid of it <laughs> if, if, if I'm going to do that because it's as good as broken. If that's the case. <laughs> yeah. But I think that's going to do it for this week's episode of Part-Time Nerds, Full-Time Dads. You can follow along with our adventures in parenting at parttimenerdsfulltimedads.com as well as on Apple Podcasts, 
Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, CastBox, and all of your favorite podcast listening services. If you want to get a hold of us to let us know any helpful tips, or even tell us what we said was dead wrong, or hey, even recommend me Switch games to play, you can send an email to the dads at parttimenerdsfulltimedads.com, or reach us on our Twitter or Facebook accounts at PTNerdsFTDads. We'll be back next week with more nerdy dad advice for people who are most certainly not qualified to give any whatsoever. Until next time, I am Mike. And I am Chris. And we'll talk to you again soon.